This is it. This is episode 279 of No Laugh Track Podcast. My name is Justin Severson, the host. Thank you, Circle of Heats, as always, letting me play your music there at the beginning. This, this is it. Uh, first episode of 2018. We made it to another year, and I have a very I get very excited when I have first time guests, including today first time oh. <laughs> guest Solomon Giorgio's here with me. Hi, how's it going? Very good. Good. <laughs> we made it to the new year. Yeah, I, I hope so. And we made it to uh, you. Made it to Acme. Yes, it, it was. I love. I love where I am at. I'm. This club is amazing. <laughs> yeah. So today's Thursday. Yep. Today's Thursday. I believe you. I'm not going to argue. <laughs> Believe me, it's Thursday. Okay. <laughs> and uh, so you've done two shows so yes. far. How's Minneapolis been? Uh, cold. Uh, it's yeah. definitely, I'm not going to, I didn't want to be one of those people who's like, oh, I'm going to talk about the weather, but it really doesn't give you an option. It doesn't. Uh, it doesn't. It's very direct in your face and co- constantly around you. Yeah. Uh, but otherwise, it's just been a really, I've been having a good time. Uh, the second I get into a warm space, I'm like, oh, this is fun. <laughs> right. And then I just get drunk enough to go outside again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I, I completely agree with that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, two shows so far. What if you have any history in Minneapolis, Minnesota? The only thing I've done in Minneapolis was four years ago. I was on a layover and it was negative twenty, and I threw a glass of water out. So it oh, did you ice. do that thing? Yeah, and then I went uh, and then I flew to New York. And that was <laughs> that was the most I've ever done in Minneapolis up until I got here. Okay. Did you put? I, I'm guessing. Did you put that on some sort of social media or something to prove? Like oh, I did the I water trick or something. Sometimes I just do things for myself. Okay. I've, I very rarely. I I always regret not posting a thing that I've done that was fun, but I I tend to to keep those memories to myself most of the time. <laughs> fair fair enough. I did just see the one. I, you know, even someone who lives here. Yeah. I've lived in Minnesota my whole life. I still get uh, like that. Oh wow! Moment when I see somebody do one of those little tricks with the water. Like, is it, yeah, was it the one with the bo- did, did you boiling water? If you do it with the boiling water, yeah. it just like completely evaporates and turns like into like you're in like a smoke cloud. Oh really? Like, yeah. No, I went with regular water and no, just no. got really cold really fast. And I was like, that's seventy percent of my body. I'm <laughs> right. gonna go inside. <laughs> No, if you do it with boiling water, the same thing. And I don't know what the temperature changes to be. Then you throw that up in the air, and it, it becomes immediately. Smoke. Oh, wow. it looks like you've just finished an amazing magic trick. All right, now I got to do that. <laughs> right? I, I don't think it's gonna get that cold by before I leave. No, I know. We're, it's I, my T or my TV, not my. Well, my TV probably <laughs> did too. But my car just told me it was nine. Yes. So. We're killing it. Yeah, we're doing. I was. Uh, a lot of people have informed me it's a very warm day today. I was like, <laughs> I don't know who's lied to you. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. Uh, well, well, like I said, welcome to Minneapolis. Well, thank you. It's about. It's about time. Yeah, I've, <laughs> I've, I've, I've wanted to. I've Acme is one of the comedy clubs that people have been to, like. Like when you start, there's like you need to. That's yeah. when your goal should be too. And I'm like, yeah. Good, we uh, love hearing that here. And so when I got the invite, I was like, yes, <laughs> like I will be there. Any friends in Minneapolis you invite to come see you? Um, I had a friend that's visiting that I invited over. I I don't the I unfortunately don't know very many people in Minneapolis. Okay. Uh, so I'm I'm just meeting every I'm just meeting a lot of people. Here. Right on. I uh, I was uh, going through doing my research, going mm-hmm. through some of your social media stuff, including this morning. I saw you went to Sex World already. Since I went, oh no 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 I went to um isn't that where or is oh where where's the penis that you ride oh the, that was actually at a uh, gay nineties oh that's at the I it went is? To, yeah there's there's just oh, they some have mechan- one at, uh, sex world as well I don't even know what sex world is so oh, now I goodness. have to go to both places. <laughs> <laughs> 
I didn't know that there's multiple mechanical penises in Minneapolis. Didn't, didn't you know? We're, we're the whole, no, I didn't. Yeah. I didn't either, actually. <laughs> no, I was surprised by the, yeah, right now. <laughs> I, I was surprised by the first one. Let alone did I like I, I will happily do another. Yeah, of course, I'll go find the second mechanical penis and pose for another photo. <laughs> <laughs> I had no idea. Yeah. Well. Well, good, good job on you, Minneapolis. I'm very proud of you for doing that. <laughs> yeah, now I want to... Immediately when we're done here, I need to Google and find out, you know... How many mechanical penises are in the city of Minneapolis? You know, you know like, when they... Those cities where they have, like, uh, legalized pot, and they'll have, like, weed maps. And yeah. You put it in, it shows where all the... I wonder if there's, like, a mechanical penis app here. I wonder if that's, like, a Guinness Book of World Records thing you can get. Most mechanical penises per capita. Yeah. <laughs> per capita. Well, you don't have the most, but per capita. But, uh, it's it's one for every 20 people. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Speaking of records, I just saw um, this guy just set a record on Monday, I think it was, 400 and some straight days. He's eaten at Chipotle. That's the, that's the saddest thing I've heard. <laughs> right? <laughs> like, I can't imagine like every time i go there like once i go maybe once every three months i'm like i can't i think that's too much <laughs> that's too much that's like how could i don't there's not like they don't have more than four things to eat there yeah if you like variety that's the last place you should be going. wow that poor guy yeah well, he well good for him i they, guess they were saying you know uh the article i was reading about it it was like oh and before you ask how he did it on holidays when they're closed he would buy it ahead of time and then eat it, eat takeout. I don't think I've take ever... Takeout Chipotle, Solomon. Leftover Chipotle. The next day Chipotle. What is... Oh, man. Yeah. Uh, I'm assuming he's not the most uh, mentally healthy person out there. <laughs> if that's a... that's I can't do that. That's scary. You can, you can go ahead and jump all the way to possibly not the most physically healthy. <laughs> oh, well. God. Yeah. I Well, I th- well in regards to fast food, I don't think Chipotle is on the dangerous realm. True. Uh, of, True. But it's definitely... Yeah, you should... Uh, should definitely mix that up. Four hundred—that's a year plus. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Like I, it's just one of those things where you hear, like, why did you give yourself that challenge? <laughs> right. Like you could have done anything else with your life. <laughs> yeah, uh, I just came up with something. I really need, you know, life has been—I haven't gone yeah. places. I need to challenge myself. I need to eat a Chipotle every day for the next four hundred days. If you had to, if let's say that that was like a thing that was required by law. Yeah. You had to choose a place. What would yours be? Man, that's a tough call. I would probably. But you could, now, now, keep in mind, you could think variety. Like, you know, like you just said about Chipotle is maybe four options. Uh, I, Even if they've added queso recently. I'd have to probably do like a buffet situation. Uh, that might be cheating. Is that cheating? I don't know if it's cheating. It's a restaurant. And that was if it's just the one. Fair enough. And also some buffets don't change it up very often. But very true. I'd probably do the buffet at uh, Caesar's Palace, and oh, specific Caesar's. Yes, yeah, that one is Caesar's very Palace. big. Okay. Lots of variety. Yeah. They're going to have to change the menu up. They have really acclaimed chefs. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to cheat the system. I'm going to go eat at the buffet at Caesar's, at Caesar's Palace. You win. Yeah, my mind didn't even go there. Oh no, I'm always prepped to to put myself in a situation where I'm only forced to do one thing every day. <laughs> I was going to go Dairy Queen. Oh, I have... See, that's a good one. But I also would know that's a dangerous place to be. Yeah. Because that's just hot dogs and hamburgers and ice cream. Yeah. That's not much variety. No. 
but delicious variety. Yeah, but I've only eaten Dairy Queen once every two years, so because it's not very very many in California. My kids were telling me uh, the other day. I have two daughters, uh, divorced from their mom, mm-hmm. and they were telling me, uh, my nine-year-old was telling me the other day, she goes, mom played a terrible trick on us when it was, uh, you know, like when it was nine below the other day. She, they were all sitting on the couch, and apparently she goes, do you guys want to go to Dairy Queen? And both of my daughters like jumped up like, yeah! And she's like, I, you got to be kidding me. I was joking. It was a joke because it's so cold. That's not a joke. Right? That's not okay. That's that's a really mean... There are options at Dairy Queen. <laughs> yeah. Like, she should have... Yeah, I don't... I, I get what your daughters are upset about. I wouldn't do that to anyone. No. That's a very cruel trick. <laughs> like, <laughs> that wasn't obviously a joke. It was not obviously a joke. <laughs> not to 9 and 11-year-olds. Yeah. This is you need not to a joke. Cater your, you need to read your audience. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> right, Solomon? Yeah, read yeah. Your like, You guys want to go get cotton candy? Oh, it was a joke. I'm four. What the hell is wrong with you? <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> you want to skip showers for the next year? Yes. Yeah. I, I was joking. Well, too bad. Uh, <laughs> too late. I'm not going to do it. I'm going to pretend to do it now. Yeah, right, right, right. I used to do that. That was the worst. My mom would know every time. <laughs> really? Oh, yeah. She'd be like, did you, like, I would just, like, I'd pretend to take a shower and I'd just sit on the toilet for like 10 minutes <laughs> and uh, run some water. Yeah. At some point. And then I would get out and she'd be like, you can't, I know what a clean child looks like. <laughs> right, right. I have enough of you. Go back inside and take a shower. <laughs> that's like, that's similar to like uh, in when I was in grade school, we had swimming in class in school. You know, and you're supposed yeah. to make sure you hit the shower before you come into the pool. And I don't know, uh, you know, and at least for the guys, nobody took the shower. You'd go over to the sink, get your hands wet, and splash some on your face and get your hair wet, and then try to trick the teacher. And did the teacher know? Or I think that they just were like, "This is, you know, we can't make these boys yeah. shower just, off. It just dump more is. bleach in the water. <laughs> yeah, right. Whatever. Yeah. These guys aren't going to listen to us. Let their eyes sting. Yeah. <laughs> they won't explain the red eyes. The yeah. rest of the day, every Who year. cares? Poison them a little. They deserve <laughs> it. <laughs> so let's talk about uh, your comedy career. That's why you're here. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I can talk about that. I think. Yeah, you know something about it. <laughs> I've been informed. <laughs> Uh, I know something about it too because I've been doing my research, but uh, I want to hear. Uh, I want to hear some of it from you. Um, okay. So I know you live in L.A. right now. Yes, I live in Los Angeles. I've yes. been there six years. Six years. I uh, moved there from Seattle in 2011. That was six six years ago. Yeah, yeah. Seven <laughs> now. Oh, man. Yeah, I know it's... you got to update all the stories now. Everything's oh, a year older. I, I I guess I will do it. It's I was it was a year 2000 October 2011. So still. You're right, I guess. Technically. But I should definitely say <laughs> seven years and just give up. <laughs> just add more time to things. But yeah, um, I moved there from Seattle. Uh, okay. Back when. Uh, well, you uh, you love L.A.? I really do. It's uh, it's one of those cities that is very ugly from a distance. But when you get into the meat of it, it's really wonderful. Um, and the part of L.A. that I live in is East Los Angeles. And that is... It's perfection. It's old. It's fun. It's got lots and lots of lots and lots of taco trucks everywhere. What? Uh, what? Lo- lots of taco trucks. Like some of the best Mexican food I've. Taco can, trucks. Okay. Taco trucks. Did yeah. I say something else? I uh, thought I heard you say Tonka. I'm like the toys. Yeah, Tonka what? trucks. Um, <laughs> Why? What do you do with those? I'm really into uh, demolition toys. Uh, <laughs> it's just still not gonna grow out of that. No, no. Uh, it's, uh, but really good food, like really old, like uh, really great houses. Uh, just really like it's the more it's the friendlier side of LA. Okay, okay. Uh, the the west side is sort of where the money is. 
Okay. And I don't. I'm glad you're explaining this because I don't know. Well, like, yeah, when you think of, uh, like, when people think of Hollywood and Beverly Hills, it's like, that's not L.A. L.A. is also a wonderful <laughs> Latino community-based sure. uh, neighborhoods that are that are just fun to hang out in. Uh, so I, I, I chose wisely of okay. living on the east side and not trying to be fancy. <laughs> right on. Someday? Nah. No? I like I like money's always nice, but being fancy just seems so it's exhausting. <laughs> it's it's a lot of work. Yeah. And you have to yeah. just walk around a giant empty house. It's terrifying. I can't do it. I, uh, I yeah. There's something to be said for that, right? Yeah, yeah. It's definitely it's a, it's uh I've like I've I've like I like this is the probably the most financially stable I've ever been in my entire life. And I'm 36 now. I've been poor for 35 years up until then. Yeah. So, (laughs) like, I, like, just now, like, I don't have fancy tastes, and I don't think I'll ever acquire them. Uh, And it's just like... Do you have a lot of possessions? I don't think so. Like, I I can, I have a, I can probably, if you make me get up and leave, I can probably furnish a one-bedroom apartment, and that's about it. Oh, wow. Okay. And no more than that. Um, I've been looking around my place recently, and it's – I would just – I don't – you know, like we're talking in dream world yeah. here because, uh, you know, I don't have the money to afford anything bigger. But I would just like something a little more room just to keep my – I have too much stuff. Uh, I just need a little more storage. See, I don't – we don't – mean my mom was very much about not keeping stuff. So a lot of things – like I'm very good at just dropping something. I'm like, I don't – I'm jealous. I don't that. use this. I haven't used this for – if something makes a year mark and I haven't used it, I don't I don't keep it anymore. Really? Like like even like – like I'm even getting rid of books now because I have a Kindle. So I'm like – and I had that point. There was a part of me that was like, oh, man, you got to keep – you got to keep all your books. Hardcovers. Yeah. And now it's like, what are you, what are you arguing about? You this the technology's here. Grow up and just get rid of the stuff that you don't use. Yeah, because now it's like just because people can't see all the books I've read. Like that doesn't make any sense. Like I don't. I'm not going to read them again. I never read. I've never read a book twice. So no. what am I doing? <laughs> no, I haven't either. Or even like a movie. The stupid DVD collection. Yeah. Have, do you? I mean, is there more than a handful of movies you've ever watched more than once? I think I have one DVD. Oh, uh, good for you. And it, and it's mostly because it was a present. Otherwise, I wouldn't. I would not have any DVDs left. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I'm very much like yeah. If you don't need it, then you don't need it. Like, just get rid of it. Yeah. Uh, so like, yeah, if I can put like in a digital file somewhere. Like it's at this point, it's like what? What's the worst that's going to happen? I get I lose a digital file and still don't ever look at it again. I'll be fine. <laughs> yeah. I'll be fine. Like exactly. it's really it's living simply is my preference. Uh, it's. And also just keeps everything organized and makes like clutter is like the I think my the main cause of any of my depression. And the second I clean and organize everything, I just feel like a hundred percent better and just like no weight on my shoulders. Do you live with anyone? Yeah, I have two roommates. Two roommates? Yeah. Okay. And does the uh is any clutter um clashing? No, not really. No. Uh well one of them keeps his clutter in his room. Okay. So that's like that's perfectly fine. Yeah. Um but on average, yeah, the the house is fairly clean. Uh we're all in our thirties. We're all very responsible in that regard. Uh like I, I try like I'm definitely nitpicky in certain aspects of being clean, so there are times where it's like I have to calm down a little bit because it's it is very petty. <laughs> uh but otherwise, yeah, it's it's a very uh good situation to be in. Uh, especially because uh, when I initially moved in there, the, initial, the the first roommates were all 
or, or the messiest boys. And oh, okay. <laughs> there were several cats that were living there, and now it's like, okay, no more cats, and everyone here is clean. Oh, we'll be fine. What if they were dogs? I don't think I want to live with pets. I, they're just uh, humans. Don't bug you when you don't want to be bugged. <laughs> and when you say "leave me alone," a human usually goes, "Yeah, I get it." I uh, was home this morning prepping for the podcast, and we have a cat at mm-hmm. home. And I wanted to take like a twenty-minute. Uh, I've mastered the twenty-minute power nap. Ooh, yeah! I can't do that. Yes. Well, in that, I, sometimes they turn into 30 or 40 minutes, but I can end it at, at that point. Nice. And uh, I tried to do that today in the cat. At one point, I yelled at the cat, leave mm-hmm. me alone. And I'm thinking, we, we live in a townhome, you know, with shared mm-hmm. walls. And I'm thinking, the neighbors are hearing me yell, leave me alone. And I, who do they think I'm saying it to? He's like, no, I have a cat. Yeah, that sounds worse when yeah, you tell right. us. It worse. <laughs> yeah, he should have just said you were yelling at nothing. <laughs> I think he's home alone right now. <laughs> Leave like, me alone. And I said it's so crabby. Mm-hmm. Just like, I also alone. feel bad because I'm on the road so much. I would not, like as much as I do love hanging out with other people's pets, but I just don't like the amount of neglect I would give an animal sure. based on how often I'll be gone. Yeah, or how much I'd rely on somebody else taking care of it. I don't want to deal with that. How much are you gone? In the um, last year, let's say. Last year, I, I can probably say I was out of my house five months out of the year based on trips. Okay. So that's five months of not being there for yeah. a pet, and that's a good chunk of time. Sure. So I don't want to do it. <laughs> and where did, you, uh, where did you first get up on a stage? Um, I started in Seattle. Well, the first time I went up on stage was seven, I was 17, and it was in L.A., and I bombed terribly, uh, and I waited eight more years before I got up again. <laughs> That's a long time. Uh, yeah, well, I was 17, and that kind of pain lasted a while. <laughs> uh, what did you go up to? Uh, the, boy, there's got to be a lot of talk about there. What did you talk about at 17? Oh, man, I think you... I, I, was, I was, at the time, I was, I was still closeted. I wasn't talking about being gay at all. Um, but I think I just called my bullies from high school. No, not even high school, from, like, middle school. Because I didn't have any bullies in high school. The ones in middle school, I was calling them gay, uh, just saying their names, making fun of them, which an audience could never relate to. Oh, no. Like, let me talk to you guys about my my my, my middle school bullies. Uh, and I think I also, I just, I remember it was just really awkward. And, like, it was really hard for anyone in the audience to watch. And somebody, little, like, literally audibly booed. Oh, uh, no. And it was... No one probably knowing it was your first time? I I don't th- I think it was mentioned, but it was one of those things where I've, when I look back at it, I if and, you, and if you put me in that situation, I would have booed, probably louder than the person oh, that no, booed me. No, no. Like get off the stage! I would have easily have done that to myself. Stop back then. now! Like what are you doing? Fuck! Go out and make an opinion before you get on that goddamn mic. <laughs> right. Uh, what was the situation at seventeen? Um, it was just like a coffee shop open mic, uh, somewhere around Hollywood, um. I I was living I was I ran away to LA when I was seventeen and was there like for like a few months. And uh when I was staying in a hostel, one of the guys there was a stand up comedian and he would like he was going to the mics regularly and he was like one I was like he asked me if I wanted to come, I was like, Yes. And then he's like, Do you want to sign up? I'm like, You sure? And I should have said, No, 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 no. <laughs> Give me a couple of years to to think about what I'm doing with my life. Yeah. Uh but then at like twenty five I waited. Uh, and then I just was, it just 
got on stage. It finally clicked, and I was like, "Good, <laughs> I figured it out. I have things worth saying to the world." Yeah, yeah. Instead of shaky opinions about middle school bullies. <laughs> <laughs> I hear those stories now. Like I yeah. told you, my kids are nine, eleven. I hear those middle age. They still exist. Oh yeah, I believe them. They I'm, still yeah. exist. They, they. I don't think they've. I don't think they've changed. Uh, there is always a kid that's got to be abusive to other kids because, mm-hmm. well, his parents usually suck. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. And then when I see that parent uh, outside the school when I'm picking up mine, I stare daggers at him like, "Your son, your son is picking on my daughter, you motherfucker! You motherfucker! <laughs> you motherfucker. What are you doing at home, you motherfucker?" It's also yeah. You should definitely, if your kid has anger problems, they should definitely. Uh, Work on those. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah, for sure. For sure. Uh, you ran, you legitimately like run, ran away? Like, oh, yeah. I you didn't was... tell anybody? You just hit the road? Oh, yeah. I, I left a note. Uh, but uh, my parents are both African immigrants. They can't, they're both, neither of them ever went to like, never, neither had like proper education. So like leaving a runaway note was like leaving a piece of garbage on my pillow. Uh, so oh. it, it didn't make it. Think about drawing a picture. Yeah. Actually, I could have done running. that. It's like, that's, it's, it took him like I actually my brother found the runaway uh, runaway note like two months later. It's in order to read it. <laughs> no way. He was like, yeah, they just threw it away. I didn't. It was just they threw it away in my room and they had no idea what it was. And then he he read it and he was like, yeah, you guys, what's wrong with you? Um, were they asking like your other siblings in that meantime? They were trying to f- Solomon? figure it out. But yeah, I definitely kept it with I kept it a secret. And I just hop, uh, middle of the night I hopped on a Greyhound bus. No one questioned me uh, or my age, and just let me hop on at one a.m. And uh, holy shit, I was in in L.A. like twenty eight hours later. That sounds terrifying. Eh, it's it's fine. It's like like once you do that, like it sounds like it was like I was definitely scared, but like you kind of get to the point where you realize that some like the world doesn't want to harm you that much, so you might as well go check it out. And if it wow. does hurt you, well. You, there's really no saying when it can and when it will, so you might as well yeah. just go and take a weird risk. Like, yeah. <laughs> and I wasn't like going to like any dangerous spots. I was like, oh, I just went from my house to the Greyhound to a hostel, and then I was in shelters. And shelters, there's adults supervising you the whole time. Sure, sure. So like, no, no real danger was around. I was, I was fine. Did you have a destination? I mean, obviously you said where you ended up. But oh, did you have a yeah. destination I, chosen? I went to L.A. and my intentions were to get famous, but I was like 17. So like it was like famous in quotations. There was no like set goal of how to get there or famous what I had like to do. who? Who were you looking up I, to? I was, uh, wow. Sorry, it's been 20 years, so you're really. <laughs> um, just in general, you know, I've always wanted to be a performer. Uh, I definitely wanted to be a stand-up, but I never thought it was something I can do. Um, so just acting, uh, acting in general, TV and movies were just like a thing that I wanted to do. And I, was, and I tried, uh, almost nothing. Uh, so that's why nothing panned out. <laughs> yeah. Like that's like, I didn't take any classes. I wasn't doing any auditions. I was just hanging out in LA. Sure. And like, that's not how that works. <laughs> uh, but now you're doing it the right way. Yeah, I I I working hard <laughs> and have a set goal and I I have a I can show my work. <laughs> so, yeah, now it's in a, I'm in a much better position where people are like, "Yeah, yeah, we can give you a job because you literally done the work already." <laughs> right, right. Instead of just some random 17-year like, "Give me work." And they're like, "I don't know who you are." <laughs> 
Uh, your qualifications are I'm here and a teenager. <laughs> yeah, get out of here. We don't want. <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, when did you have your first job? I was my first job. I was 15, and it was at McDonald's. Okay. Uh, and that was oh, I, th- I worked there for three months, and I w- they stopped putting me on the schedule. Uh, they didn't fire me, but they for sure put me on the schedule because of um, there was a there was a vomit situation, and I was like, I'm not gonna clean that up. Oh, like I, I'm I'm sorry if you if you think that is a mean thing to do, but uh, <laughs> I'm just I'm just one of those people who uh, when you tell me to clean vomit up, I refuse to do it. Mm-hmm. I can uh, understand that. And yeah, that's definitely it. Didn't get me fired, but it was like, oh, I'm not on the schedule anymore. <laughs> So I went on over to Subway. Hey! <laughs> fuck you, McDonald's. Moving on up in the world. <laughs> and I was actually working at Subway when I ran before I ran away. Oh. Uh, but it was, yeah, that was, uh, I got that job around the time of the, uh, the Jared commercials when they first came out. Uh-huh. And that was a terrible situation because people would show up and be like, is this uh, 500 calories? Like, no, foot-long double meat meatball sub is not 500 calories. <laughs> What could what 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 possesses you to think that's right. <laughs> how that works? Oh, I never thought of that. Yeah, people going in and you have to be, be like, you're not actually going to get away with this. Yeah, you're eating this and thinking it's healthy. I'm sorry. Yeah. Well, they, they, they they're like, give me the 500 calorie thing, and then they were like, well, that's it. And we're like, yeah, that is it. That's all you can have. You can get it without the bread, and that's and it's like it's just like you can't. You can't come into Subway assuming that you everything there is going to be 500 calories. Right. On average, you're going to probably get kick in 1,200 calories. Yeah. Do I get a bag of chips? No. 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 How, about, how about a diet soda? Mm. Well, you can have a diet soda, but, but you it's should. gross. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> right. I've, I, always, I always feel bad for anyone who drinks Diet Coke because I feel like somebody in their family was like, we we're gonna drink Diet Coke back in the '80s, and now they have the taste for it. I'm like, oh, that's gross. You're right. Uh, You're absolutely right. Because <laughs> the rest of us who were allowed to have regular soda, we we're like, I cannot drink that because that's poison. It tastes like battery acid. There, uh, Solomon. I told you before we started recording that I work over mm-hmm. at the uh, Wild Game selling yeah. beers. Well, I also can carry, you know, pop, Coke, Diet oh, yeah. Coke, uh, and every now and then I'll sell a Diet Coke to a little kid, and I'm like, and that what you just said. I'm like, yeah. Are you how what? What's going on at your home? Yeah, you're six. You what? Diet it's, Coke? It's also like it's we we've known for a while that it's not any better. No, correct. So at and least it tastes terrible. At least give the kid a Coke Zero so he can enjoy something mildly flavorful. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> but Diet Coke is for sure the grossest. I'm, t- I'm telling you, in yeah, in 2017, I guess is the last time mm-hmm. since we're in 18 now. But yeah, to this day, I see that. I'm like, I what? Oh, the worst, I think, is Diet Dr. Pepper, because the Diet Dr. Pepper campaign is like, it tastes just like regular Dr. Pepper. And it's like, no, it fucking doesn't. No, it doesn't. Don't you lie to us <laughs> like that. Don't you lie to those poor people. Like, it's like, there's no, like, and I've had people who drink Diet Dr. Pepper that are like, no, it does. And I'm like, I will happily fight you outside for <laughs> right, this. Let's go right now. Because if you're going to lie, to you're lying to yourself, which is fine, but don't come and bring it to me. <laughs> so don't suck me into this <laughs> lie. I'm not with you. This web of deceit you've trapped your mind into? No, thank you. <laughs> I'm not standing with you. Um, I've watched a lot of your stuff online. I didn't get a oh, chance geez. to make it to any shows this week. That's all right. I, 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 I try to, especially when I haven't seen somebody in person before. I, haven't oh, I appreciate chance. it, regardless. Yeah. Um, 
Let's see. I watched your half hour. Ah, oh, yes. Awesome. Oh, thank Congratulations. you. Congratulations. Appreciate that. I've watched both of your Conan sets. Oh, geez. And because I paid the seven ninety nine for Amazon Unlimited, I listened to your album. Oh, wow. That's yeah. wonderful. Well, I mean, I just... guess I didn't buy it, so I'm kind of a dick that way. No, but... I still get money for listening. Good. There's well... there's money to be had from streaming services. Good. Not that much money. Not that much <laughs> <laughs> But no, it's yeah. I'm trying. Oh, thank you. I I'm really thinking. appreciate that. I, I'm trying. Um, that's a lot of me you've had to endure. <laughs> that's that's my life hosting this podcast. I enjoy it. Oh, thank um, you. Where? Let's see. Where should we? I, first of all, congratulations. Oh, thank you. You're, so, am I? Do I have it right? Your half hour and album came out on the same day. Yes. Uh, that doesn't normally happen. Uh, n- no, it doesn't usually happen. But I, I just managed to, um, like, I just managed to time the way things worked out. Um, like uh, like I had like my my agent was wonderful when letting me know like you, we should record this as quickly as possible and he set up a place for the album to be recorded, so I literally a month after I recorded the half hour, I recorded the album. Oh okay. So both of those things were happening at the right time. Yeah. Alongside each other, and everyone was able to um, everyone involved was able to make sure it was done on time. So like the Comedy Central Records and which is it's a different faction. So they were like. But they were very, like, they kept tabs on everything, and they're like, yeah, October 20th. Both of those things are going to happen. I'm like, nice. this is perfect. I can't. Nice. <laughs> so it saved me a lot on promotion. I uh, bet. A lot of time on promotion. Yeah. Like, I could just say, two things, one day. Ah, good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, did you, were you in front of a television when it was on that night? Um, did you try to be, to watch your special be on oh, TV? Well, they, <laughs> Um, the I they actually sent me a screener, so I was able to watch it beforehand, and I sort of had a viewing party with friends. Um, but I I didn't like uh, I didn't do it live. I oh, okay. I didn't get to enjoy any of the commercials. So. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly, what you did was better. Yeah. That's fun. You got to do the like a view. Oh, that's yeah. really good. And it's uh, it's weird uh, to have to sit there and watching yourself with other people. Uh, it's nothing that I can ever get used to. I'm sure. Um, but I'll keep doing it. <laughs> yeah, right. if, if it means getting more specials, absolutely, oh, yeah. right? Yeah. More specials, more money. I'm never going to stop doing this. It's really, it's very, uh, it's, uh, it's lucrative and uh, very uh, self-esteem building. So I'm not, yeah, I think I'm going to keep, I think I'm going to keep trying this. I have to say, uh, Solomon, you look nothing like you appear on your album cover in front of me right now. I am so sorry. I don't often wear that much makeup. <laughs> <laughs> that's, uh, I know that's a, that is uh, a lot of people are very surprised. Uh, like, well, people whenever you see me perform aren't surprised, but when people like a couple people who haven't seen me perform is just all the album cover. Like, are, are you going to dress up for the show? I'm like, oh, see, that was just the one day I was just having a fun day, and I just wanted to look like Grace Jones for my album cover. But no, I don't wear makeup. I immediately that often. thought Grace Jones. <laughs> yeah, that's what I, I yelled at three people in order to get that album cover. <laughs> For real? Yeah. Perfect. And uh, but yeah, it's it was fun doing it that day. But uh, makeup and nails and women's clothing is uh, not that easy to pull off. So. <laughs> okay. I I don't re- I rarely ever do. <laughs> it's like I'll do it for a photo shoot, but uh, I'm when I'm on stage, I want to be as comfortable as possible. Fair, fair, fair enough. Sorry, everybody. Yeah, I'm for, yeah. I would be. I'm already six foot four. I'd be eight feet tall in heels. I don't want to do that. Too. <laughs> yeah, the ceilings are not too low here, but you could you know yeah. be careful. Yeah, I got to be wary. That's why. <laughs> that's why I'm gonna stick. To my flat man shoes. I'm sorry. How about the album title? Yes. You came up with that. Yes? Yes. Well, uh, Homo Negro Superior, uh, 
Homo Negro is actually was I I used to DJ uh, I used to have a DJ night in Seattle with a good friend of mine, uh, and I would be DJ Homo Negro. Get out of here! He would, and he was Irish, so he called himself DJ Potatoes O'Brien, and. Uh, <laughs> But, love it, I love it. But uh, that was like I I love that moniker. But it was actually a very good friend of mine uh, was the one that called me that. Like we were wa- like we were drunkenly walking down the street, and she yells, "Homo Negro, where you be?" And I was like, "I'm right here." Okay. And that's how that that Homo Negro just uh, was birthed from her mind. All right. And I immediately was like, "Yeah, I'm going to keep this for the rest of my life." Um, so when the album came around, I was like, "It was. It's just." Uh, like homo superior is a term from X Men, which uh, I don't people. I that's one thing I know. I'm a bit of a comic book, book nerd. Okay. Um, the mutants are considered homo superior, and I was just like, well, I'll do a play on that homo negro superior. Yeah. And that's like it's and it's uh, it also it's one of those things where I'm like I want uh, like I want a racist homophobe to see that and just get a little upset that. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> <laughs> For his, what's what's the saying? His butthole to tighten a little bit. Oh, I want to clinch up, shut, and just go right back inside his body. <laughs> Turn him inside out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's just one of those things. Like, yeah, like it's like it's inoffensive. It's uh, a lot of people yeah. though. I do. A lot of people are terrified of saying it. Well, a lot of white people are terrified of saying it. <laughs> uh, then you, uh, you may have picked up on me having you say that. Then. No, I caught that. Yeah, uh, that's right. why I'm, I'm used to saying it right now. But a lot of people are like, "Am I allowed to say these words?" Is that wrong to feel like I'm like? I'm a... Well, homo negro is just uh, those are just two uh, Spanish and Latin terms, so I think they're safe. Yeah. Uh, but I, I'm the one that's making you say it, and I'm both of those things. So. <laughs> But like it's uh, like, oh, you cool man. But even cool. I think Conan, like I was asked afterwards, somebody was like, "Did he say that right?" He was a little worried. I was like, "Yeah, it's fine. I gave. I am the one that named the album that." Oh really? <laughs> oh, like, that's awesome. So like the like everyone has those nerves. Like, uh, is it uh, is the political climate correct for me to say <laughs> <laughs> the name of this album of the person? <laughs> Conan too. Conan yeah. too. Like I've, everyone was, everyone's a little worried about it. I'm like, good. Yeah. But it's also it does feel good that people are like being considerate. Uh, but sometimes if a black person, black gay person tells you to say something, then it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Believe me, it's yeah. fine. Okay. Yeah. okay. Um, how was doing the Conan? You've done two Conan? Two yes. Conan appearances? Uh, did one this year, did one a couple years ago. And it's the best, it's like it's really one of the best experiences you can have yeah. ever. Uh, the booker of the show is this wonderful human being. And he, he loves comedy. He goes out to shows all the time. And he I loves discovering newer comics. Uh, and he, I just, he was, I was doing a really fun show in LA uh, called The Meltdown. It's a really, it was, oh, yeah. it's longer there, but it was very popular. Um, and he just happened to be there to check out another comedian. Um, and I happened to follow that comedian. Uh, oh, yeah. I've heard so, stories like this yeah. before. They show up for one, and absolutely. And I was there, and he didn't say anything to me that night. He just went up to the booker of the show and was like, hey, uh, can I get this person's? Can I get Solomon's contact info? And then I'm in uh, the green room afterwards, and it's uh, it's Emily Gordon, who's uh, Kumail Nanjiani's yeah. wife. Uh, she's a great human being, and she's the one that like was like, "Hey, just to let you know, the Booker from Conan was just back here, uh, and he just got your contact info." And like the next day, I got an email from him, and I was like, "What?" is this yeah so yeah it was an insane experience like because i like that was the second time i did that show and it was like 
my favorite show in town. So even getting up to that point was yeah. so exciting. Awesome. And then to even and then to level up and get a my first late night TV gig from there was just like I'm I live in a whole new world. This is so wonderful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. For sure. Very cool. Um, I saw. Do I have this right? That your second appearance, Weird Al, was on that same app. He Weird Al and did you cross paths with him? Well, I've, I've met Weird Al once before. I was just I wasn't hanging. I was uh, just hanging out in uh, backstage because uh, a good friend of mine. She, uh, Marcela Guayo, she regularly does, she was regularly doing At Midnight, and he was at one of the At Midnights, and that was the first time I met him, uh, and I didn't get to see him at Conan, but he's hands down the sweetest and most polite person, yeah. and he, I, like, it's, it's just, there's, I don't think there's a bad story about Weird Al in Los Angeles. No. <laughs> anyway. I've never heard one. Yeah, he's just the sweetest, most polite man, so, uh, I, so I didn't get to see him on that day at Conan, but I did get to meet Taron Killiam, and he's... Also, another so as, he as, SNL he cast, was an SNL yeah. guy, right? And he yeah. just had a movie this uh, past year that just came out, and I don't know why I can't remember the name of it uh, now that I'm on the spot. Uh, <laughs> Google it. Yeah, but uh, he was also the other the guest that day, and he was another disgustingly nice person. <laughs> so it's, but um, my first one, uh, that one, Adam Sandler was actually was filming a clip for next week. Uh, and he, and he came back to after my set, and I, he just congratulated me oh, uh, cool. for my first. So I've, like, literally every time I've done the show, I've just leave with like great stories. And yeah. Conan, of course, and Andy Richter are two of the greatest men <laughs> uh-huh. in Hollywood. So it's like I've, I, I can never not. Like it's really hard to to realize that you do you do something of that caliber of something you've always dreamed of doing, uh, and especially a show that's been on TV since I was like. Since I was twelve, <laughs> yeah, you're right. It's been so, yeah. for a long time. No, that's really that's really great. Um, did you get together and watch it when those were on? Um, the first one, yes. Uh, but for the second one, I was actually sick during the taping. Like the only time that I was, I looked remotely healthy was when I was on stage. Oh wow! And then right afterwards, I went home and I went to bed at like five p.m. and didn't really get up until like four or five in the morning to take more medicine oh no oh no <laughs> so yeah the second one i didn't get to do a viewing of because i was just like yeah i don't have the strength for this i'm sure you woke up to a lot of messages oh yeah people it was like them. waking up and like oh everyone's so nice i want to go to back to bed so bad <laughs> <laughs> did i see uh your birthdays on december 25th christmas day yeah how has that been? Uh, it's only a, it's my only option. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's one of those things where you don't really think about it. Like a lot of people, when is they, it a bigger deal to people who like somebody like me just asking, like, "They must suck, right?" Well, because yeah, it's like people view like people outside of me view Christmas as just like this big day of celebration, getting presents. I just view it as the day I was born. On top of the big day, that's, so it's like these are the two things that always come together for me. Uh, so like a lot of people are like, oh man, that must suck. You you only get one day of presents. And like, first of all, I'm from a poor family. I was only disappointed once a year, so we're good. <laughs> uh, but in general, like it's like it, like big like my birthday isn't like such a big deal in my head anymore. Uh, and well, also because my parents forgot my 17th birthday, uh, and that was a weird that was a weird day. <laughs> that was a weird Christmas. It was like, oh okay, you guys forgot and. After that, you kind of just go, eh, what does it matter? And like the rest of the year, I'm, I don't like, I, I people treat me very kindly. Yeah, I'm having sure. a good time. Why does it matter? <laughs> You're right. Did uh, you, you just said that they for, they skipped it when you were 17? Oh, they just forgot. They just forgot. They didn't skip. When it. did it come up again? 
Um, they, they we like I they unintentionally for like they unintentionally forgot it, and then from that point on, it just wasn't a thing that happened. Wow. So like I like I throw birthday parties here and there, um, but for the most part, I'm like I don't really want to clean up a mess anymore. <laughs> so I just it's just like a I like I like hanging out with a small group of people. Uh, they're, they're like, hey, happy birthday. I'm like, fine, yeah, good. Yeah, and yeah. then just having a very relaxed day <laughs> of movie watching. Because I do love Christmas. I, I enjoy the festivities. I enjoy. I love holiday music, uh, which upsets a lot of people. But oh, really? I will, I'll start listening to Christmas music two months before and not have any regards to anyone else's sanity. <laughs> yeah. there was. I was working a job in the last uh, couple of years where the guy I was working for the day that the rock station in town changed to Christmas, he's there. And oh. I'm like, dude, it's we got a month and a half. See, I like that guy. We that me and that guy could be best friends. <laughs> Sounds like because this that's what I do. Like I, I was working like I remember when I was working in retail and everyone there is just upset because it's like day in, day out, hearing the same Christmas songs eight to ten oh, times yeah. while I'm just singing them every single time <laughs> like it's the first time like yeah <laughs> like solomon you sang white christmas 20 times so i'm i'm assuming like so they've like i've i feel bad for any of my coworkers in the past because they're like uh they're just like i have to hear the song 10 times and i also have to listen to this idiot sing them too <laughs> double band <laughs> so i love yeah i love holiday music and i don't think i will ever not like it um I just uh, I just do the festivities and just hang out and enjoy the holiday parties, and I don't care if anybody mentions my birthday. <laughs> Fair enough. Do you, and we talked a little bit before uh, we started recording that you don't want you don't like working New Year's Eve. No, that's but, a that's a fun night. Yeah, <laughs> like that's, that's I like comedy. I love more than anything in the world. Uh, but you got to take those vacations where you just hang out and make ex- like new experiences. And there's no better new experience than. Uh, than a New Year's Eve party because sure. you will you will leave that night with a story, uh, yeah. And I, I left with several stories. Okay, none that I'll discuss today because I right, look fair like <laughs> that good. I, I that did good, huh? oh I did too much. Oh uh, wow, okay. But yeah, New Year's Eve I probably celebrate like it's my birthday uh, because I definitely get birthday drunk. Oh, okay, uh, and I don't have any regards uh, to. Uh, my safety and possibly the safety of others. <laughs> I'm just here to have a good time. Um, so yeah, uh, yeah. New Year's Eve is especially. I try not to perform at all. Um, did you ever? I did once, and that's the thing is when you do a New Year's Eve show, you are dealing with quite possibly the drunkest audience you can deal with all sure. year. Sure. And the one time I've done a show, uh, it was an it was a rotating audience because it was like a big event, and the comedy show was in one space, so the audience would get like you'd get you'd out there. And you're like, this is the drunkest audience I've ever seen. And then half of them would get up, and then the other half, the other half would come streaming in. And then you're like, then they're significantly drunker. Oh no! And then you're like, and then they're just like in waves. The drunkest audience, the audience you thought was the drunkest, could even get drunker and drunker wow. and drunker. Where you might as well just just perform to a wave of vomit. <laughs> oh no! It's it's yeah. So like, it's a fun idea. Uh, and it's probably something I won't turn my head against. I won't say no to. I might say yes to again, but okay. On average, I just I just want to go have a festive night and be entertained myself. Uh, but maybe maybe I'll do comedy again. But no, I probably sure. I'm I'm not gonna lie. I'm never gonna do it. <laughs> I'm never I'm never gonna do it again. <laughs> you heard it here. <laughs> never. Unless there's money involved, then we can talk. <laughs> yeah. Right. 
Oh, sort of like your uh, um, your joke about uh, you know like a straight guy sucking a dick and how yeah. much would it take? Oh yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. There's an answer. How much would it take for you to work New Year's? There's an yeah. Answer. There's a real answer, um, but I am a professional, so I can charge a good m- amount of money. <laughs> I have experience. I'm not an amateur. <laughs> Oh, that joke is so great. Oh, thank you. I love doing it. I did it. not see where I, you know, I'm following along. I'm like, where is this going? Where is this going? Great. I, yeah. didn't, I didn't see it coming. Oh, I appreciate so it. That's really good. I, I'm, I'm always, I love doing it. I'm probably going to do it a few more times here. Yeah, yeah, it's right one of my on. favorite jokes is uh, I don't do very much interacting with the audience. It's one of those things where I'm like, ah, let's bring you guys in yeah, for yeah. this one. And that one was on the album, right? It was on the album. So you're risking... Uh, Things not going well when you get the crowd involved. Yeah, but like that's like with albums you record them a few times. There's like the like it definitely it didn't work out. Like it was still like worked in a in a in one of the recordings it didn't work out the way it should. Okay, that it did on the album, but it definitely didn't make the impact of it less fun. Sure, uh, because it was a guy who was like, uh, like he was like I would charge this much, and yeah. I was like, and then he was like, but I have sucked dick before, and I was like. What's going on here? And so, <laughs> so that became a completely different interaction because that's the thing. Like when you interact with the audience, you have to play ball with them and yeah. what they are going to say. So, mm-hmm. so it's like it's worth losing the joke to find something else just as fun to interact with the audience sure, with. Sure, sure. I saw uh, somewhere it said that you had been opening for something called Deer Tick. I have no oh. idea what that is. What's Deer Tick? Uh, Deer Tick. Um, they're actually a band from the Northeast. Um, they're they they're sort of uh they do have a, a strong following and they they they're really fun. I I was opening them. They uh they released an album um volume 1 and volume 2 uh an acoustic/electric album. Okay. That comes in two parts and they were just doing they were just having comedians opening for them and it just uh I clicked with them so well that I'm actually going to be doing the another leg of their tour. Uh, oh wow. And yeah, they're just really great guys and phenomenal band. Their music is absolutely amazing. I can't. They're very versatile. Like they're really great musicians. So it's really hard for me to say exactly what they are stylistic, like style wise. There's almost like a, uh, almost like a mix of like folk and like uh, like the uh, the Irish bands, like the Dropkick Murphys kind of element. Like oh, okay. just all these wonderful like rock elements put together that I really like about them. And so I'm. It's it's yeah. They're definitely like a like a genre f- around. Like they bump around a lot of things, but they're great at everything. Oh, wow. And hands down, really, like, the best guys. <laughs> I was very surprised. I was like, because I was very nervous. I was like, I don't know, because I didn't know who they were beforehand. Okay. And I was like, there's a rock band that wants you to go on tour with them. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> and I was like, but then I have to open to the audience. I'm like, I don't know what's going on. Hands down, like, the audience were wonderful. The music was awesome. Hanging out afterwards was fantastic. The only... Only complaint I have is uh, sleeping on a tour bus is not meant for anybody who's six foot four. So. Oh wow, I bet not. So just a couple of massages are going to be needed for this next trip okay. for me to survive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's a wonderful experience, and that's definitely. And it works for the, like the audience digs, like they bringing up a comedian. In I'm I'm so surprised how it worked out. I'm really surprised how it worked out. But it's like they love comedy, um, thus so they like they just bring their audience into this world, and they just have such a great set up for everything that is just like a whole like a whole experience to be there and i'm yeah it's hard for me to explain because i never did anything of this like level with music with any other musician with any musicians so it's just like it's so fun yeah and i'm so happy to be doing another run with them oh very cool very cool where'd you say they're from um they are from rhode island 
uh, I believe Providence. Uh, I think two of them. Not not Providence. I, uh, I feel bad now. Uh, but yeah, they're all from Rhode Island, and but they're all but they all live. Most two of them still live in Rhode Island. One of them lives in New York, and the other one lives in Nashville. And that's the lead singer. And they're yeah, they're just they're really good. I, I highly I, recommend giving it a listen. I'm, I'm going to now. As you should. I, I def- you have Amazon. Part of your Amazon Prime is <laughs> yeah. that you can listen to their music. I'm going to <laughs> when I leave here. I got the hour long drive back to uh, yeah. I'm going to do that right now uh, when I leave. I saw that you were promoting a little something. It's not out yet, but um, Drunk History. Yes. That yeah, next month. So you filmed it already? Oh, uh, we filmed it a year ago. A year ago. Uh, they took a they took a bit of a break this year uh, between uh, between seasons. Uh, so yeah, but it was, it, was, uh, it airs in January, and uh, I got I got drunk and I, I told I told a little bit of history. <laughs> was it a story that you were familiar with? Um, no, no. Um, I mean, can you say much about what it is? I don't know don't that know. yet. Okay. I just know that I've been announced. Okay. I don't know if my if I can give away what my story That's is. That's fine. Okay. Uh, so I can tell you it's a fun story, um, and I it was a really Derek Waters is a great human being, and he can definitely get you to that place where you're where you're toasty and want to just reenact the story for him. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was like, it was a lot of fun, huh? Yeah, I was in the like I definitely knew of the story before, um, but not in such great detail until uh, I got to do the show. Okay. Cool. Looking forward to seeing that. Yeah. I, uh, and everyone else that's been on here that's been on that show, I might bring it up. They speak of Derek Waters very highly as well. Good. I watched your uh, This Is Not Happening, too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's been a while since I've done that. That was that was another fun show as well. I, I'm i just having a good time in my life right now. <laughs> like people letting me keep doing things over and over again. <laughs> um, that one was, yeah, that was uh, that's actually a story that I tell uh, on my set here too oh you are okay. um not such a long version of it i i just get it to a more condensed version even though it's still 10 minutes long <laughs> it's about your mom mm-hmm. about my mom. i don't want you to tell them now but uh, yeah i'm not setting you up to do that by, by no no unless yeah. you guys want to sit in for a 10 minute story <laughs> about my mother nope you pay for your ticket and you come to the show <laughs> solomon that's how this works this is just the tease or you could also watch this is not happening and or just skip that. it all together <laughs> or do both yeah damn it I also saw you, you wrote for Swan, SpongeBob. SpongeBob SquarePants. I did. I wrote. Uh, I specifically wrote an episode. I helped uh, sort of build the season, uh, but uh, I had one one episode specifically was for me. Um, so your name's like this, my kids will watch the show and your name's in the credits and everything. Yeah, just in, on one episode. On one episode. Hey, <laughs> uh, and I also that's cool as hell. Well, that's great, but I, I, that'd be terrifying if a child remembered my name from the credits. That's a weird kid. <laughs> I'm just hoping I catch it someday. Yeah, I'm it's, like, oh, um, here it is. Yeah, this, it's an episode called "Swimming with the Sharks," and it's uh, I made up this uh, shark gang, uh, bad boy shark gang that, w- that was trying to recruit uh, SpongeBob SquarePants uh, okay. to join them. And he he's he's scared that they're a bunch of bad boys trying to hurt people. Uh oh. And it just turns out to be uh, they're dancers, and they're going to a dance showdown versus Squidward and a bunch of other uh, pods. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> what? How long ago was this? Um, the episode came out 2016. Okay. I believe. Oh man, I'm trying. Every time I try to keep a track of time, like 2016. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I and yeah, it took like a year uh, after writing it to for it to be released. So yeah, it's, that was like 2015 that I that I wrote it, and then a year later it was out. And 
it's it's like it's a really weird, fun experience. They got Henry Winkler to do one of the voices. Oh wow, uh, the Fonz, Michael McKeon. Uh, yeah, no I'm kidding. Uh, and well, yeah, Lenny and Squiggy both did two. I can't remember who Squiggy's. The actor. I can't remember his name either. Yeah, but I know Michael McKeon. Uh, but yeah, and I don't remember who the fourth is right now. But it was four sharks. And oh, okay. It was really fun. And but I the Henry Winkler was the lead. Uh, of course. And I named that shark shark face because why not? <laughs> 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 Did you? I don't know why you would have seen this, but I caught it the other day on um, on Twitter. There's a you know NBA basketball. They now have like a developmental league mm-hmm. called the G League. It doesn't matter. The point is they have minor league basketball. Okay. They were doing some gimmick the other night. It was SpongeBob SquarePants night, and the players you need to look this up were wearing uniforms that made them look like SpongeBob. <laughs> Really? Yes. That's hysterical. Yeah, and it's like five black guys standing there like... Oh, it's like, what am I doing? <laughs> so fucking humiliated. <laughs> like, what is this? Hey, some of them might actually love SpongeBob, too. That's Babe. It surprises me how often people are like... That's people just, that's the first thing people sometimes mention. Oh, really? Um, they're like, oh, you done Conan? You done uh, SpongeBob? I'm like, I, that's really... That's the smallest note there. <laughs> yeah. But it was, but it was a really, like, it, and also that one was a. I got that job because my neighbor was the showrunner at SpongeBob. And, Can you define showrunner for me, please? Um, showrunner is the person who runs the room of writers. They also are writers themselves in their own regards. But in general, they they can build a season. They can take a bunch of pitches and ideas and just sort of formulate them. And like a showrunner, is somebody who can take an idea that a writer, a pitch a writer has, and sh- like make it more. Uh, like they have the idea of a formula of the show and how a show okay. should be, okay. so they're they're really they're an important element because they have a good idea of what the show is and what it needs to be, okay. and what everyone involved wants. Uh, and they're sort of yeah they're just the uh, they're they're the middleman of everything, on top of being really good uh, idea creators on their own regards too. Sure. Okay. Uh, and my neighbor he was showrunning on SpongeBob SquarePants, and he literally came up to us while we were hanging out on our porch. He's like, you guys want to write for SpongeBob SquarePants? And we're like, what? Sure. Yeah, that makes sense. And then did not expect anything. And then next we all have emails from Nickelodeon. I was like, oh, oh, he was being serious. Yeah. Uh, Did you get any cool SpongeBob, uh, like, souvenirs? or? 